As the ship crashed back and forth due to the raucous waters, a dejected man sat in the hull, contemplating his missteps. What wrong decision did he make that led him to being shackled, isolated, and utterly defeated? Was there a flaw in my strategy? <laughs> no, I could not have been. I had rehearsed. I had planned. I would not make the same mistake again. Up aboard the royal vessel's deck, the captain and crew discussed their orders. Congratulations, crew. A job well done. We've successfully held that traitor of a man away from his campaigns, and now we can restore peace in Mother France. According to my helmsman, we are due to arrive on the Isle of Elba in less than an hour. There we will desert the vile scum Napoleon and rid the world of him once <laughs> and for all. Now who's with me? Oh, Captain, uh, did, did you say Elba? Of course, we are deserting him on the island of Elba. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, well, the problem is, uh, well, I thought you said Melba. Melba? Who's ever even heard of a Melba? What kind of place is that? Oh, it's just, uh, it's just like Elba, you know, except it's covered in snakes. Just riddled with them, you know? <laughs> and we can't go to Elba like we said? Oh, well, I wouldn't. Not with political tensions as high as they are, you know? In this time of great civil unrest, what with the bourgeoisie clashing with the aristocracy, the everlasting effects of King Louis' lavish spending, uh, no end in sight to the feelings of revolution. I shut mean, up. I would- uh, Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut <laughs> up. First mate, kill that guy. As I said, today we desert Napoleon Bonaparte on the island of Melba. The crew grabbed Napoleon, removing his chains, as well as anything from him that might be useful, and pushed him off the ship without ever making landfall. As he swam for his life, the crew all began throwing items at him to taunt him. Candlesticks, planks of wood, baguettes, anything to rattle the former de facto leader of France. The captain took the last shot, throwing a book at him and knocking him cleanly in the head. But Napoleon persevered. He swam past the rummage and made his way to shore, exhausted but alive. If he were ever to return to France, his first step would be to just remain alive. Napoleon chose to never enter the forest, having overheard of the island's reputation for being <laughs> infested with snakes. Napoleon broke down and wept on the beach. <laughs> Am I not supposed to live? I am supposed to thrive, not starve like a peasant. I am supposed to command armies, not waste away alone. <laughs> I must lead! <laughs> Just then, a book washed onto the shore, followed by a bottle of Sauvignon Blanc and a telescope. Napoleon cried again, this time in joy. <laughs> he drank the wine to quench his insatiable thirst, grabbed the telescope before it could retreat into the waves, and lastly grabbed the book. He smiled as he read the book's title. A Frenchman's Guide to Parseltown, second edition. <laughs> The drunken Frenchman, determined to return to glory as the leader of France, turned the first page. Five years had passed since that fateful evening, and rumors in France were that Napoleon was poised to make his return and usurp the throne. Fearful for what this might do to the stability of the continent, Europe's rulers elected to send their mightiest warrior to check if the rumors were true. <laughs> no sooner than the command was given, a canoe carrying Europe's champion washed ashore, carrying the hopes and dreams of rulers around the world. The man, wearing UFC trunks and a bicorn hat, looked up to see a fully nude, five foot six Frenchman. 
the trees behind him hissed. Monsieur Lesnar, what a treat it is to finally meet you. Rest assured, the rumors you have heard are unfounded. I no longer wish to rule France, the tired refuse of a kingdom. <laughs> I have founded a new land. I would not trade this island for any kingdom <laughs> in the world, and I will not be trifled with. As Brock stepped forward, Napoleon retreated into the forest and the trees hissed louder. Brock breathed in, flexed his chest muscles tightly and said, Time to break Napoleon's bones apart. Wow. (laughs) 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 Okay. Oh, this is the stupidest one yet. I'm so happy. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) I have to be missing some world history. You know, remember... Did your teacher in high school not teach you about how Napoleon spoke parcel tongue and could control snakes? No, I guess I missed that one. I guess I missed yeah, that no, one. I bet I've most people missed that. that one. I think that might have just been me. It's time, boys. We're entering the Broctagon. Oh, yeah, baby. It's me, Aaron. We got Sean. We got Cameron. Yo. And uh, today we got a hot one for you. The question that everyone's been asking us. We just keep getting emails and emails. You would not believe how many of these. Stop. They're sending letters to my home, Aaron. Everyone's just <laughs> begging the question. Who would win Brock versus an army of snakes controlled by Napoleon? <laughs> and, and, and today we're, we're going to get to the answer. Oh, God. How many episodes in are we? we? We've just been ignoring this the whole time. <laughs> it's just been right there in front of us. <laughs> Talk about an easy one. Yeah, right up there with an army of moose controlled by George Washington and, <laughs> and uh, a legion of Antelopes controlled by Ramesses the <laughs> Third. I honestly thought Duh. the uh, Richard Nixon ruling a whole bunch of chameleons was a kind of a hidden gem <laughs> as well. I guess I guess we're looking forward to next. Well, that's week. a little obvious. <laughs> they can blend right in. They could be anywhere. Uh, listener, kudos to Cameron for uh, reading all of that cold open having not read it at all uh, i just gave it to him 30 seconds before we read it so good job cam yeah and i'm sorry for my like fluctuating french accents <laughs> no it was uh, beautiful i was always jealous about that of you cam i can like sustain talking like a pirate for eight or ten seconds but after that i i can't even keep that much up you've got the whole world yeah but what an eight or ten seconds <laughs> it's it's a thrilling eight to ten six is really when i hit my stride so if i make it to ten <laughs> I'm cooking. Well, thank you, boys. Um, Good I, job, Cam. Uh, but, uh, let me, let me, can I set the ground rules? Yes, yes, please. Uh, so, okay, so what we have is Brock Lesnar, Europe's champion, going <laughs> head to toe with Napoleon Bonaparte controlling 100 snakes on, a, on the island of Melba. Brock has with him a canoe, and for your simulation, you can give him any weapon that has like a blade or a point to it. Okay. Just can't be a bow and arrow, can't be a gun. I got you. Okay. But but anything handheld. I also want to say uh an important ground rule. I know I I know it's obvious, I know you were thinking it, but if Brock kills Napoleon, he automatically wins. Okay. So really Brock has just got to get to Napoleon. That that seems to be uh, I either either I, I feel I, like you're rushing into it. Yeah, uh, I, I gotta Napoleon call- I no, you go, Sean. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 30 second timeout. We do, we do not know anywhere near enough about the snakes as we need to. Are they are they <laughs> uniform size? Are they venomous? Uh, how in control True. are they? Where are what they in are relation they? to Napoleon? Are they lined up like 
one snake next to another a hundred deep is it like do they have like matching outfits yeah that's that's an excellent question little hats are they dressed up like little french soldiers (laughs) (laughs) okay so for this question we're going against uh pythons some of the biggest snakes in the world i'm gonna say that the pythons that he's going against are not venomous except for one and he doesn't know which one it is but okay. Napoleon slipped up and let him know that. He said, he said, uh, one of these is venomous, <laughs> but you do not know which one. Oh, wait, Louis, do not reveal yourself. I've said too much. <laughs> There's just a snake with a hat that says Louis. <laughs> one of them just kind of shifts in. He just like shakes it off real fast. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, a hundred pythons. That's good. 100 pythons. So off the top of my they're, head. They're controlled by one of the greatest military minds Jeez. of all time. I mean, pythons, pythons. Okay, so what, what are these guys? Six feet long? Oh, God. Yeah, let's okay, say six and they're feet. on a beach. I mean, they're on a whole island. I mean, he can retreat. He can regroup. They can be everywhere. Okay. Yeah. So then, uh, they can flank them. So explain this to me then. What's like, what does what the starting lineup look like? It's Napoleon. And are they, is there a circle around them? Is it just him on the beach and the snakes are somewhere in it's, the jungle? Th- as, as our story left off, we have Brock Lesnar on the beach looking at just a wall of trees that are hissing at him. So, like, there are clearly snakes nearby, but he doesn't know how many. Ooh, okay. Dear God, I am looking at pictures of pythons right now, and there's, like, a picture of, like, five guys holding one, and it's not even completely stretched out. It's just, like... I, I'm not going to say that they're all that big, you know what I mean? Like, like but let's still, keep it at an the- average of six feet. Yeah, when when Napoleon was getting his snake army, he was like, "I'm oh, sorry, are you are you eight feet? No, I'm sorry, we have a six feet limit." <laughs> How's that for hypocrisy? I'm already pushing it by having people in here who are six feet, but I'm five foot. I cannot be having an eight foot snake. No, <laughs> you understand? Yeah. It sends a bad precedent. That's probably what's gonna like do him in. Yeah, it's just being too self-conscious about his height. Yeah, they call that the Melba Island complex. <laughs> <laughs> I love that even uh, driven by madness, Napoleon is talking to Stakes about his height, like trying to play it cool. <laughs> you know, for a man of my age in this particular time period, I am not particularly short. It is really more average size. <laughs> you know, compared to my father, I had yeah. several inches on him. What do you mean by that? I know most of you guys have never seen humans. I'm actually quite a big human. <laughs> they call me Big Napoleon. <laughs> when you were so big, you hit your head on the door frame. That is the Napoleon complex. That is what it meant by that. Nothing else. And then he just like kills the biggest snake to assert dominance. Yeah. <laughs> None of you can, like, stand up straight or anything, right? <laughs> there are no cobras? <laughs> uh, okay, all right. He has a canoe. Is there a time limit, or can this take as long as it has to take? Oh, this can take as long as it has to take. No, if, if Napoleon wants, he can draw it out. If Napoleon wants, he can just rush 100 snakes onto the beach at once. That's the thing, is I think drawing this out works better for Brock, because I did not consider the canoe useful until you realize, like, to me, now this is kind of like a diehard situation where Brock is the de facto John McClane, and all the snakes are like, what? oh, what's the bad guy's name in Die Hard, guys? Oh, Hans Gruber. John McClane won by going around and picking off all the bad guys and then getting to Gruber. I don't think Napoleon's the problem, obviously. Like, Brock would just stuff him right. in a little paper ball and throw him in, a, in the Thames or something. 
It's the <laughs> Wait, from, from Melva? From, off the island of France? From all the way. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. For all I know, Melba's nearby. I'm not familiar with uh, with that land group. That land Honestly, mass. I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, neither is anyone to the ship. I think he can pick a few off, and over the span of three days, he can whittle down the herd and then just get to Napoleon and kill him. I don't see a way he just rushes Napoleon in the jungle and gets him right away. So I've been doing a little research here, and apparently pythons <laughs> can only move at about one mile per hour. They're not fast. So there's that. And in sand? Um, I'm sorry to butt in again. I think a python's having a hard time in sand. Honestly, can pythons swim? Yes. They can. Yeah, that's, a, that's important for this question if we're starting on the beach. <laughs> but in the ocean? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> can you imagine it? If Napoleon, like, he, like, backs off into the forest and then a hundred snakes come out of the water, but, like, he thinks it's going to be this awesome plan, but they're just, like, flopping around <laughs> trying to get to the shore. <laughs> like, he thinks it's going to be, like, the Navy SEALs walking out of the water like they do in the commercials, but they're just, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. wriggling for their lives. <laughs> they just all drown and die. Brock snaps his boat. Picks up his hand, gets in the boat, goes away. They're, they're ambush predators, is what I read. <laughs> oh, this is... This is good. So is Brock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brock just dresses himself up like a like another python. <laughs> he lays down and they see him and they're like, oh, man, that guy's been eating a lot. <laughs> Brock just uh, unhinges his jaw. <laughs> he sheds his skin. <laughs> also, I would like to... Point out, Aaron, you said that Napoleon was naked. Why? <laughs> well, it's been five years. <laughs> he hasn't seen another person in five years. So is Napoleon, when I ask this, he sees Napoleon on the edge of the jungle? How far is... Yeah, 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 just kind of... How far is Brock from Napoleon? They're, they're yelling at each other. All right. I'm just thinking there's like, probably like a two or three percent chance while he's like doing Brock his whole monologue. Well, I, I don't think he even rushes him. Brock just... Nails him with a rock, just like right in his head and dies. <laughs> well, well, Brock Lesnar, you have uh, <laughs> done. The end. The end. Yeah. And then the snakes are all just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Brock's just like, all right, now that that guy's gone, where's Napoleon? <laughs> I, I think as soon as the snakes see Brock, they're going to be like, hey, Napoleon lied to us. He's real tiny. <laughs> he said he was real big for a human. All right, so does Brock get oars with the canoe? This is important for my weapon Yes, selection. of course. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, he gets oars. Although, like, getting to the island, he didn't use them. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting at a canoe, just both hands at the same time paddling. Yeah. Just, like, like clawing at the water. He just flipped it over and used it like a pool noodle. He just leans on it and kicks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the weapon that I, I pick... I'm sorry, go ahead, Aaron. Oh, no, no, no. I want to hear. I actually, I don't hate Brock's chances here. I think the canoe makes a difference. I think the fact that pythons are really slow makes a big difference. In this challenge, I give Brock an old school farming scythe, and he wins okay. six times out of ten, and it takes him three <laughs> days. The scythe is scythe good because you can swing down, and if they come at you he in has the ground. Distance. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I think it gives you a lot. It's a melee weapon. You have the blunt end. That's probably as good of a snake-killing tool as you're going to find. And I think to really psych him out, 
Every morning, Napoleon just wakes up, and there's an increasingly big pile of dead snakes on the beach. <laughs> and he's just, like, counting them up. And so one morning, he's like, Sacre bleu, 98! And then Brock is like, and stabs him, and he's like, and then Brock is like, 99. Except whatever that is in French. I got the only snake that mattered. <laughs> 99 in French. Oh my gosh! What a horrible word! Jeez. Let me see if I can say this. Woo! <laughs> baby! What is that X doing in there? That's pretty good. <laughs> Brock just stabs him and he's like, well, well, Napoleon. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you saying, Brock? I said, <laughs> what? I do not have much time. You get your one liner off <laughs> quickly. You are blowing these. Yeah. On, on Napoleon's tombstone, his last words just say, like, please, I was just trying to understand you. <laughs> uh, can I can I get my answer? Yeah. Oh yeah, come on, jump in. Okay. All right. So um my weapon that I'm going to give Brock is uh, a machete mm. that is doused in gasoline and is on fire. Wait, what? <laughs> it's, a, it's a flaming no. it's a flaming machete. It's a machete, but it shoots bullets. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tactical machete, so it can call in drones to blow up the island. Yeah, it's a machete attached to a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel like it's against the rules, but honestly... This this question has it's so already out there that I don't care. I I'll just I'll acquiesce and give it with a regular machete then. Oh, we we already talked about flames. I want the flames. <laughs> okay, he's got he's got the flame and machete. You can't just put that out there and not expect to have it. And uh I'm going to give him I'm going to give him 8 out of 10. Whoa! That's a big one. Yeah, That's 8 huge. out of 10. How big is Melba? <laughs> How big is the island of Melba? Um, like you could probably let's say it's like five. Like you could run around it. I was gonna say like five mile diameter. Okay, what's uh what's the uh, terrain? Uh, mostly forest, like exclusively forest. I like uh -huh. to think that he's been there for so long that he's like built up his own city in the middle of the island. It's like a Swiss Family <laughs> just, Robinson type of thing. Exactly, but it's just like filled with like uh like straw French people. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Margaret, you look more beautiful every time I see you. <laughs> Brock just chases him in there and he's like, all right, Napoleon, time to... What is this? <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he's, he spends like a full day beating up a pile of hay <laughs> with a smiley face on it. Just want to make sure. Um, no witnesses. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to say he gets it done in like uh, two and a half days. Wow. Really drags it out. Yeah. Okay. Aaron, what's your answer? What does it take? Sure. I, I want him to have a pitchfork uh, 
Oh, that's good. But yeah, same same kind of thing as the scythe, long distance. Uh, it's pokey, not slicey. <laughs> but I'm only giving Brock five, guys. Oh, wow. I think we're really downplaying the Napoleon part of this. Like, sure, snakes are slow, but if he can speak to, or if he can like give them the game plan, like he was, he was part of like the French Revolution, wasn't he? Like he, he was de facto leader at one point of all of France just because he was so good at drawing up, uh, like military invasions. Well, he came to power in the wake of the French Revolution and the mess that it was. <laughs> yeah, by leading armies, like that's his whole thing. Yeah, yeah. He's a commander. I, I feel okay. like you could, you can take over France, but. France did not break the Undertaker streak at WrestleMania. (laughs) You you have to understand, he's never encountered anything like that before. (laughs) The Undertaker stole a loaf of bread to feed his family. (laughs) Was sent to jail. And then sang. WWE Productions presents (laughs) the classic tale of Les Miserables. I I, I just feel like it's been under uh, considered so far. Like, He's he's the goat of military maneuvering. He also marched his army to Russia in the winter. And he's been on an island for five years and is butt naked talking to snakes. <laughs> so this, this might not yeah. be a man at the top of his game, Aaron. And he has a wife that is like made of straw. That's true. <laughs> and if she finds out about the one on the other side of the island made out of reeds, <laughs> she's, Marie is not going to be happy when she finds out about Clarice. <laughs> They cannot know anything. <laughs> and then, then he like he drags he drags the straw one there to like be discovered. <laughs> like, no, Murray, you were not supposed to know. This is not what it looks like. She just blew into town. <laughs> he like gets kicked out of his own house that he built <laughs> by Murray. <laughs> Call, calls up his his like straw friend Francois. Francois, can I can I spend a few nights at your place? Uh, me and Marie are going through a rough time. <laughs> Marie, what about the children? <laughs> the, the straw children. He <laughs> Francois just sitting at the the straw bar, just drinking salt water out of beer bottles. <laughs> Boy, it really takes the edge off, you know? <laughs> and there's another straw person at the bar. And he's like, hey, what did you say? What did you say about my wife? Yes, I am very tall. <laughs> oh, look at this tough guy. I want to fight the biggest guy in the bar. <laughs> All the straw people like, are like three foot tall. <laughs> yeah, he goes out of his way to make sure that they are explicitly shorter than him. You see, my sneaky friends, this is a normal, normal size of a human. You know, you are talking to. I am eleven time All Star in the straw NBA. <laughs> I won the dunk contest. Won the five foot rims. <laughs> All rims are five foot. <laughs> I don't know why I pointed that out. <laughs> thanks for joining us it's been another great episode of the Broctagon join us next week we've got the one and only tennis legend Venus Williams coming on the show she's here promoting her new book not that anyone ever asks but I'm also very good at cello we'll see you next time <laughs> <laughs>